Welcome at the eighth episode of the PAVE podcast. What a ride it is. Seriously, I love the special guests we had so far. And I'm really, really enthusiastic and especially pleased to announce that our guest today is Monica Singh. Monica was just 19 years old when a jilted admirer threw acid over her body and took dozens of corrective surgeries and the life savings of Monica's late father, but Monica battled back to hit her goal, to study at Parsons and become a fashion designer. Not only that, but she is also involved with UN Women and the founder of the Mahendra Singh Foundation, named after her late father, which helps victims of physical and sexual abuse, acid attacks, rape and domestic violence in rebuilding their confidence and strength on their journey to becoming survivors. The foundation spreads awareness and mobilizes community resources in providing counseling, training, medical care and career guidance to survivors in rebuilding their lives. Well, Monica is truly someone who went from being a survivor to a thriver and it's my honor to have her on to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode as well. Dear Monica, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Can you tell us more about yourself for the few people who don't know you already? Okay, um, so um, hello everyone, I'm Monica Singh. I currently live in New York. I am born and brought up in India. And um, I came to New York for having my master's degree in fashion marketing. And um, the story uh, which started popping out about the, the, um, the experiences I had in my life, which was an attack by an asset in 2005. So it's going to be uh, quite some time that uh, I've been known for that. But then major thing... Uh, uh, people know me about about the resilience about the positive outcome that I turn uh, can change my life from being a, just a, a victim or a survivor into a thriver so the whole idea is like there are so many survivors out there like millions now I mean unfortunate it is somebody a survivor for rape domestic abuse violence and uh, and uh, physical abuse and acid attack as well but then um, I'm known for being a thriver. I'm known for being the girl who never stopped and not going to stop easily. So this is about me. And then when I came to New York, I heard more and more story when I first attended my United Nations event that was International Women's Day. And I met so many incredible young women and uh, girls from around the world who attended that event. That everyone has some sh story to share, and then not everybody are blessed to have, uh, um, you know, support and information about to get get themselves healed or cure or something. Then I started my foundation, which is named after my dad. That's called Mahindra Singh Foundation. So I started this foundation where it's going to, it's, it's like a foundation with the database sort of thing as well, that the right doctors are there, which is the right college who can provide you good education. This is the right um, coaching center where you can learn the skills. And this is the some certain things you can really come and have a legitimate friends and legitimate guidance as well. So this is, this is uh, a sum up, a brief about me. From the many things you do and, and yeah. known for it, it's really incredible. And your story and your strength and your, well, as a survivor of partner abuse, 
I'm looking at your story and and I know we all have our our coping mechanisms and uh, have to find a way to move on. Can I ask you how in the world after an attack like that, it's it's so horrific, how did you find the strength to move on? How Where did you find it? You know, like a lot of people ask me this question, actually, and uh, and to <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like this is a valid question, and that's why people ask me. The whole idea is there is a there is a certain things called like you know, uh, people ha everyone have it, which is mind, heart, and how to live life with it. When somebody suffered with something, either they couldn't. Uh, survive that and they lost their lives and the people who survived that it is a sign that there is a long life ahead of it if you have survived this if you have gone past through that that means your life is not ending so there there must be so many reasons that some that you've been you've been saved from that so and then when you saved for that you you think about okay so now i've survived that what is going to be the next thing how are you going to live your life? Because now that this is the second chance you get, so you have full uh, freedom and authority to define your life, to write your own story, then why not? So uh, when, um, when I was attacked, I was uh, 18 years old, and then suddenly it came in my mind that I was a national level champion there in India and I got good ranks and everything and then I started something that was my education of undergrad in fashion design why would I let it go just because this thing one thing can happen I can take a break I took a break I took one year break because I was completely hospitalized for like 12 months like full whole year and then I came back on a wheelchair and everything but again I came back so the questions come in how you want to pursue your uh, life after that. So you practiced, you practiced and you take, get, get yourself cured to stand on your feet again. The food you've been eating for uh, within a straw for a year, you started using your hand properly. The words you were missing out of your mouth because you cannot speak anymore due to a lot of surgeries, you started to practice that again. Because that is life is all about. Otherwise you can sit and lying on a bed and you are thinking why it happens why it happened and you keep evaluating your life but you have this opportunity since your life evaluation is how long evaluation can go you can cry one week one month one year but then don't make it a whole life otherwise it's become a really long life and also if you are a, if you realize that the fear of any girl or any human being have that we don't want to get entangled into that. I, we want to keep ourselves safe from the accident and blah, blah, blah. When you already suffered that, don't you think that the life must be having much better picture for now? Because I think for this life, the bad thing would have written in your destiny has already been done. So the whatever is coming in future is going to be the perfect and best. So how are you going to make up for that? Who is going to pay your bills? Who is going to give you a place and um, opportunities out there? It's your life. It's in your hand. You cannot rely on your family. You cannot rely on your uh, t uh, friends. And you cannot rely on society 
for for any reason this is your life how do you want to see it how do you want people to see it and and importantly how do you want to live it you decide and that's how i did i decided that i'm going to have an education so that i was i i will be known for my knowledge for my skills not for my face i decided that i'm going to grab opportunities so that i can learn more and more and become powerful i chose brain over my face that's what i uh, focused on and education is the most strongest tool i could ever have and i i could ever receive from my parents too apart from of course they saved my life but this is something will goes with you till the end face changes at certain age you get wrinkles it get changes further it get further changes you are not same you you don't look the same you were born so why you are focusing and putting yourself on to the same level that why i why i don't look like maybe this is going to change in future too so why you are focusing on something which has no control in your hand so your life is in your control the way you want it education is something which goes till the end so let's let's learn something from the life that's how i did it wow there's so much strength in your words it's just, yeah. wow and and a little bit silent for a moment and that doesn't happen <laughs> me often yeah. um you um uh, are a global youth champion yeah united nations mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit more about that how did you become one what what are the responsibilities um uh, attached to that um, well just tell me <laughs> well um i'm hoping to become a goodwill ambassador <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah that is my goal because uh, it's not about like uh, okay so here's the thing when you go to united nation and when you talk about give you give a speech about the advocacy and you you show them what how you doing it and what the changes you can bring in the society they pick their champions right they they pick their small uh, champions is like uh, a small goodwill ambassador but they are many in numbers but the reason is what i'm doing is i'm just living my life i'm just sharing my beliefs at the united nation and they says yes she could be the leading advocate for that so that's how they make me goodwill ambassador but now the whole focus is i want to be a goodwill ambassador because that is the position that is the strength can bring more attention in the society the people who think that goodwill ambassador are all already always made and known in the celebrity reasons and because of that they are wealthy people i want to change that figure i want to say that goodwill ambassador is all of us because we are changing our life in our own way we have we are sharing our goodwill in our own society in our own community so that's how they choose it but my role is uh, has nothing to be limited with united nation or anyone my my um, my role is i do what i believe in i do a lot of advocacy campaign i do a lot of uh, projects which is keep coming involving me involving my foundation which is mahin singh foundation again but the whole idea is they don't tell me what i cannot do because they are already happy the way i'm doing it so so the whole idea is being a being a ambassador of anything it's you don't become a part of one country you 
become a global citizen. That's what I want to be. And that's who I, I feel I am. I don't focus on one country. I, I focus in every country. I represent women from all over the world. I represent girls from around the world. I represent women's strength. So why do I have to be that one country where I'm from? Why not the country I am living in? Why not the country I'm going to be part of? A, you know, so I think that way. So being an ambassador or a, um, a champion is about being a global advocate. You tell the people. And if the thing is right, people follow that. Because you talk about something which is right and truthful. Some people hear that. Some people accept that. Some people apply that. I'm the one who's applying it. and But the people who I meet, a lot of people start up, um, uh, applying these things and they are bringing more change and change. So it's like uh, that kind of a role, but it's not given by anyone. It's not given by UN, United Nations. It's not given by UN women. It's something I gave myself. This is something I'm doing forever. This is something I'm going to do as, uh, as long as I live to telling people and inspiring people to find a positivity in life. So that's the, that's the role actually of being an advocate. And you're also a spokesperson uh, rep representing face of resilience from India. Yes. So I do sometimes like they, it's like not a permanent position. What happened is like when I'm going, so I, I, I represent different, different, um, uh, you know, uh, part of their United Nations, you know, the segments like UN Women is one, UNDP is one, UNFPA is one. So I've been talked in their conference and so I'm there, uh, I represent there. But to be very honest, I'm a, I'm a spokesperson of a global woman. I, 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 I can speak anywhere about anything. And uh, uh, sometimes, yes, UN send me to different places to talk. I, re I went to Turkey last year in October on girls, International Girls Day. So we're there I represented UN women. So that's how you become that one. Like you can talk about that, uh, what they are doing it and how, and, and uh, sharing their toolkits basically, because not common layman doesn't get an access to United Nations stuff. And I think any, any reason, any development can bring when you reach out more than thousand people who come to the United Nations, but the millions who cannot come. So I would rather focus on that to reach out the people who cannot enter the United Nations, who cannot have an access as well. So why not reach to those millions and billions of people all over the world? People don't know what the United Nations does. People don't know what, what the policies, people don't know what are the facilities UN provided. So if I know something, I tell, I tell everyone, okay, why don't you try this? Let's do this. And then uh, in your power, whenever you have any kind of a connection, I share that. Yeah. I'm a free bird. <laughs> I, I do a lot of different, different things. So it's nothing to be restricted for me to, you know, with anything. Yes. And if anybody needs some fashion advice, I already told you that I really, well, I've seen the pictures of you and I really love what you're wearing. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. If anybody needs uh, fashion inspiration, just uh, Google Monica. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Um, what are you trying to accomplish at the moment? Uh, is there something special going on? 
Okay, so there is an another advocacy uh, project I'm planning to do, which is uh, which is going to be bring out the new version of survivors from different different issues, and I want to launch that project and and uh, gonna release it on internet so that it can go and reach out to all over part of the world. So that whole uh, thing is uh, is about bringing attention and um, raising some fund for our upcoming projects through the foundation, which is uh, self-defense classes and skill training classes. So we are trying to do that. We are, uh, since we are non-profit, we don't have much funding, but whenever the people come visit our site, they can donate to our site as well, because we have girls, okay, so in a medical a medical section of our foundation, we have girls from uh, in India and from Pakistan who need a medical attention seriously because they are they've been an acid attack victim and they never got cured. So we are trying to raise fund particular re, um, section and part of the fund going to be with them so that they get cured and. Uh, Another part of the program is like people who can download our project, they can chip in even like $5, $10, $1, whatever they feel like it. So that fund will go for their, um, um, their skill training and self-defense training because things are changing. I think girls need to learn how to defend themselves. And talking about acid attacks, um, how common is it? Well, it's in uh, all over the world now, the figure uh, across 5,000. And uh, the, unfortunately, India is, uh, India is the second one. First is Colombia. As, uh, it's, it's increasing. Some of the country ha got control over it because they declared the punishment more crucial and actually the good punishment they declared so that it can stop. But Colombia and India and Pakistan, I guess, they still have... Um, no fear of uh, doing this uh, attack because they know the justice is delays there. So, you know, that when there is delay, it's kind of a just and deny. So the person who does that, who commit this crime, they are not that much into fear as much as in a different countries. But who knows? The whole point is these are the reported case. There must be many who are unreported. You never know. And who knows the, what is the law is changing every year. The government is changing every year. But uh, that is for sure that in case of acid attack, the government has to play a little more stronger and a faster rule because either girls dies or they become disabled forever or they lose the whole life because of the confidence because their whole body get disfigured. So I think those 5000 i have no idea like how many is survived and how many is going through what i wish i could i could meet these people i wish my foundation reach at that level that we can help each and every girl in this sector as well but but um, it's a new foundation let's hope we can get more attention we get get more support so that we can actually provide direct support to these girls, not just by monetary, but we can help them psychologically as well, economically as well. And then we can help them to realize their life as well. So it's a long project. It's, uh, it's a project for a lifetime for me. Well, uh, I will uh, put the foundation in show notes and uh, I really think it's a um, fantastic cause and there's just, I really want to help you uh, try to raise some, as many funds as possible to help. Thank you uh, so much. That would be wonderful. 
Yes, it's it must be horrific not uh, getting the care you need. Yes, it it is. Uh, I mean, when you know, like being a acid attack survivor and being an another sort of survivor, there are always a variation of being a survivor. You know, acid attack is more visibly harmed. You can see their faces. You can see their scars. Somebody losing their eyes. Somebody losing their ears. Somebody losing their movement of body. The whole head is gone without hair because it's a chemical injury. Unless until it get proper medical attention and cured, girls lose their life forever. And the society, forget the society, even some of the family doesn't support them. So basically somehow some girls also think about dying is much easier than the surviving this as well, which is in their angle is kind of understandable. But still, everyone has a hope to live. Why not helping those girls, you know? Everybody want to live. Everybody want to get cured. And getting cured is very important. When there is a cure is available. And is it, a, it's, uh, is it something that happens often that uh, family members uh, will abandon those girls? Uh, um, I can't say in about in every country. Every country has a different level of doing things. But in India, I would say some of them, yes, maybe more more than some of them, that they think that no matter how many surgeries they can get, uh, they're not gonna get better. First of all, you should know that the face you see in um about me as a Monica Singh, it's a face after forty six reconstructive surgery. So being a 46 reconstructive surgery, you can imagine how much money it has gone on to that, right? Not everybody can do that. And not everyone. I know how my parents did it. They sold a lot of things to raise funds for them. Thing. They took medical loans and they, they, my dad spent all his entire life savings on them. They survived. They, they cut down their everything to keep having the money flow for my surgeries as well. So Again, so there are a lot of, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, some families cannot even do that much. They cannot even take a loan from the government because it's, they are not allowed, they are not qualified to reach out that kind of a support. So in that places, they kind of give up. They kind of give up on the hope their girls get cured and they kind of are like not abandoned as like not like on a street or something, but still this is like there's nothing going to get better in you. So why we are wasting money? So you know, so the, for my, my heart goes to those girls who get abandoned by this. I wish I could be that strong and powerful one day in my life that I could have these girls. Like I, like I would love to adopt them and I would love to cure them. I would love to tell them, live your life. And I love to teach them that you should stop relying on anyone else. You should rely on your own shoulders. So I'm going to get them cured. I'm going to get them skills so that uh, after learning that skill, they can lead their life. And what uh, has to be done to, is this something that we, well, that governments can do to prevent these acid attacks? Well, uh, a lot of countries are already worked on stop selling acid uh, openly in the market because the, the reason is um, the uh, uh, east side of countries where are, um, these are like developing countries, not a fully developed, they they don't have all the resources what Western countries have. So they have this, this old way of 
using those old chemicals which used to be available in the market so imagine when pe people cannot afford the um, the high expensive chemical to clean or something like that they end up buying those assets bottles but then nobody would have ever, ever imagined that the things they used to buy to use to solve their home issues they started throwing them on the face and then that uh, sulfuric acid is so uh, dangerous for anyone of course even in fact any kind of an acid is air, so people are using it so the people uh, the, uh, the criminals i would say the who are using those acid bottles throwing on somebody's face they don't have a sense of fear government may have stopped something but the sense of fear in 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 human's heart including men and women both i would say that because sometimes women also done something like this to a man so i would say there has to be a fear in somebody that if you do something like this you will get this kind of a punishment you know like when we were young how our parents used to teach us if you do this you're not going to have this and we immediately stop trying this i think government has to apply the same thing that if you commit this kind of a crime you will be going lifetime imprisonment and you will never see outside world because you change somebody's life forever so you are not deserve to do that so when you when government can do this kind of a change can bring this change in the society that develop this fear then people might stop it and then do not delay into giving justice as well in india there are like millions and millions cases are pending i don't know which what number my case has so imagine the disappointment some people dies but their date or um in court doesn't come so government should expedite this whole thing because it's getting often and then people are doing it out of jealousy about about misogynist approach and everything so it's like why not they should do that they have this power they have this authority but they don't they are stuck with their whole historical law system and if i am overstepping any boundaries just tell me but the guy who did this to you did he serve time initially yes but after that i have no idea right now because my family kept me away from this because earlier when i used to hear that i used to get chills in my body and then i used to get really stressed out and i used to get panic but in initially i heard they went for some months only but then after that what happened to them are they on a bail are they living life something which i i'm trying to find out and if i find out i will put that in my book <laughs> oh are you writing a book right now uh, um i'm starting to because uh, um the moment my alor video came a lot of people wanted to know about the entire story and no matter how many interviews there there are certain part of me which always left behind so i want to put that out and writing something out is kind of a also empowering and part of healing for myself i want to recall and uh, remember old thing and then i want but i'm finding uh, finding these details on what happened to that guy because i need a justice every girl need a justice and one case justice if it comes through the way it should be other girls can have a hope that if monica got a justice so that they can be you know so i'm hoping that i get a justice soon and that justice follows through to every different and single cases
Justice is so important. It's very important. It's very important, even in the Netherlands, and we consider ourselves as high civilized and everything. Yeah. Uh, even here, uh, women don't get justice. Uh, men sometimes do, of course. I don't want to exclude men, but yeah. it's really horrific uh, the way uh, victims of partner abuse are treated. But this guy who did it to you, he, he, if I'm not saying this correctly, just correct me, but um, mm -hmm. he wanted to have a relationship with you and you chose your studies, right? Yes. He um, is a one-sided love affection, you know, like uh, I had no idea that he thought that I'm his girlfriend and I, I, I mean, he did call me a million times and of course I said no, he wanted to elope with me and get married and of course 17 years old girl, who want to do that? And, then, <laughs> and uh, well, that's what it is. There are foolish men around the globe, so you will find one at least in your life. Yes. And if you don't find those horrible uh, people, that means you have a blessed life. Trust me, enjoy that life because no creepy men around you. You are good. You haven't seen and heard something like this. You are awesome life. So cherish it. Trust me. I have several friends who didn't, who have a very blessed life. And I'm yeah. like, well, I've encountered several of these those freaks. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We 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 know much too much, and then if somebody do, doesn't know this, I think they have a much better life and princess life. So let them be princess. Let them be happy. And I'm, I'm I hope that girls who never experienced or heard or um, exp anything, they have witnesses. I think. God help them to keep live like that because there's enough going on and I don't think so everybody has to be like should know and everything let them beauty of life is that you ignore the bad thing that is the best thing and maybe it sounds crazy but if I look at my own experiences it taught me also quite a bit I, I i read about you the whole bio you sent me and mm -hmm. this is incredible you have no idea i'm your fan too please eliana you are amazing um it's just like uh, it's just like you know like how you say it uh see how it happens in every different part you are from the whole different part of the world right mm -hmm. i am from the different part of the world but i'm living in another part of the world but see the point is like I, you know, the thing I was saying before, I met and heard so many similar stories mm. as well. And then, then you feel at some point you are not the only one. There are millions out there. And then, if in my case, thousands out there, right? So the whole idea is, what would be the next thing? How how much? I mean, you got to move on. You got. I mean, I won't say that. Forget that because forgetting what happened to you is um is is not healthy because don't don't you have to channelize that those experiences and you have to know that where you were and where you are now that is more important thing but then you have to learn how to move on to that because if you don't move on you will keep experiencing the same thing you will keep like for my instance of me if i keep putting myself into that thing every day every week every month that means I'm letting it attack me every time. Yes. So why not just let it go and attack you? And trust me, being a, 
uh, motivation speaker. I, I'm a human being. I go into a depression and every third month if I have not much of a work and I just lying on my bed and I was just thinking what would have been if I were a normal girl? What would have been uh, at this age? All my friends are doing this and doing that. They're having kids. They're getting married. So these are the small thing in life. But it, be, it's, it, it, is, it is the life as well, which kind of are not your thing. So there are some girls who are meant for an extraordinary things. And I think I am one of those now. I would rather, yeah, I would, I would rather not cry about being in ordinary life, having kids, having husband and just having a house in suburbs and living. I would rather have an extraordinary life where I can reach out to everyone and my voice reach out to every part of the world and people can find strength in, in my life as well. I would, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything, whatever you want to find in me for which benefits you do that, you know, uh, some people find fashion inspiration in me. Some people find inspiration in life. Some people get motivated. I have received so many private emails, private messages that a lot of people told me what they have gone through and how much they have overcome after listening my videos, after seeing what I do. So I have heard some of them, they were so much into a suicidal and a depression mode. How much is it? So see, this, this, is the, this is it. We have to tell people that you are not alone in this world. No matter where you are, somebody is listening to you. And especially I'm listening to you. I mean, you can reach out to me and we can talk about it. I'm not a big short person that who can do blah and this and that. I know, but I know how to come up with that. I know the, how, which channel to go through. And I know what, what can be done to get out of that thing. Because if you haven't cried enough, I would say cry right now. Check your time, check your calendar that you cried 24 hours. And trust me, even your eyes going to give up by saying that enough is crying. Just shut up, just go out. <laughs> so the whole point is you cry right now, but promise yourself that would be it. Yes. Now the crying going to come after six months, but not now. So that would be it. So for what you're going to do in uh, between those six months, Till the next crime mode come <laughs> that is live a life and don't waste life. yeah and do the things that give you joy and exactly inspiration did you like the drawings drawing do the drawing you like fishing go out and work do keep yourself engaged with the things which gives you happiness and do at that extent that it keeps you and continues your mind and heart to keep in a happy mode. So when you have a happy mode and then you get so accustomed to staying happy, you will forget your sorrow. So let, why not do that? So that's what I do. Wow. Beautiful. Um, um, <laughs> Did you recently read a book that inspired you or something that you read a lot or, or don't you read a lot? <laughs> um, okay, so I usually do reading when I'm traveling somewhere. Um, I am constantly, I am very, 
I won't say like, but I have a very busy schedule all the time. Mm. And then uh, doing a lot of interviews and uh, radios and now the podcast is starting. <laughs> so the whole idea is I'm constantly working on something, something. And I have Monday to Friday, I'm working on another pro- uh, another things as well, running my foundation, working as a designer in a farm. So I work like 18 hours a day, every day. And then when my weekend comes, first thing I want to do is like sleep because I get exhausted. <laughs> and then, and whenever I get a chance and uh, there is an event where I have to go to, because there's sometimes an event, events invite comes. So I do go because I'm a social person. I like to socialize a lot. So for me, Reading a full book is kind of a, like a long journey. It's like, okay, I read three chapters today. I, oh, I have to do this. And then I'm going to read another chapter. You won't believe it. Take, it takes me a lot of time to come finish the book. So <laughs> I watch movies. Oh, what kind of movies do you like? You will be surprised. I watch all sort of movies. Like <laughs> literally me. from horror to the funny to the family to the romantic which whatever my mood mood is um feeling like i watch that and sometimes i watch those movies who are badly rated you know like people say oh that got one star i was like i want to see why it got one star you know there must be something so sometimes you just uh, switch it on those movies as well and keep working on your computer and that's what i do so I um I when I'm in a mood to get uh the like it's dark outside I I play on horror movie too like really scary and then uh, and then when it's like good sunny day and something I would I would go out I would love to like walk a lot I'm not a gym person but my friends always push me to run and do some exercise because I really don't get time and uh, so as much as I can do, but movies are something I watch one day at a, one day, one movie for sure. And I watch funny series in the morning because I believe waking up with a smile and laughter is a good way to start your day. And I believe sleeping with the, with the laugh is you're going to have a good dreams. So I go to bed with the laugh and I wake up with the laugh and that's how I channel my entire day. So I do that. Best way to wake up and and to go to bed, of course. Yes. Just wondering because I have several guests out of India now, and where did you grow up in India? Because I'm going to have a map of India, and I'm I'm going to uh, put X's everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, I'll tell you. My dad has a transfer had a transferable job, so we used to keep switching states and cities and something like that. But um, I born in in uh, Delhi. I I uh, brought up in UP. That's in another state. And then my family lives in Delhi now, but uh, these two states, but I've seen all the states. My dad used to travel and take us all us with him. So I've seen all, but uh, my born and brought up in Delhi and UP all together. So it's like a 50-50, I'm that and that. <laughs> I've switched so many colleges, so many schools in my life that I had so many colorful uniforms. One school asked me to wear gray, one is asking me to use burgundy. It's like, yeah, every two years, three years, we used to have a new school uniform, new friends, new teachers. It sucks, but whatever it is, it was life that time. So, 
And um, I was, oh, I wanted to ask you how we can support you, but you already mentioned the donations yeah. for the foundation. Are there other ways we can support you? Yeah, there, um, people can uh, see I am doing, uh, hopefully, the whole point is I'm planning a fundraiser for um, this whole new projects and everything. So let's see, but the donation is the always best way because that fund goes and people who are going to donate, they would get a tax rebates a receipt as well. So if anybody wants to donate something, they can donate and they can always uh, get tax rebate because our, um, our foundation is registered on 501c3. I just shared a link of foundation page as well on Facebook where people can follow and uh, people can always volunteer from different countries like suppose you're in Netherlands we can have a pro, um, uh, event of Mahinsing Foundation in Netherlands you can be uh, our ha ha helping person as an event organizing for us is like let's do this project let's bring out all more girls and women around the thing and you can you can put a small ticket for everyone to come and we can talk about a stronger stories and motivation speech or something where we can spread the awareness through the foundation and if you want to start some kind of a project like like nether uh, netherland like dutch women's they have very good of handcrafting things <laughs> if girls need that you teach them you want to teach this like classes for like 15 days one month classes for underprivileged girls who suffered something teach them we can help you to put this together, but then, of course, since we can, as a body, we cannot set up our whole thing in Netherlands, you can volunteer from it, you know. So you can always use Mahinsing Foundation as a platform to organize something and to do something. You do something and money can go directly to the account, which goes directly to help to the uh, survivors. So that's the way anyone can do it. Anyone who wants to do bring a foundation in their country, their city, let us know. Let's plan it out. How it's gonna happen? What we gonna do? How we gonna get a sponsor? Let's do that. I'm always open for everything. I didn't open a foundation only for one country. I open a foundation which everyone, anyone can use it. It is going to be a database. You'll see. You want a medical attention? These are the best doctor. You want? Uh, you want an admission? you you can see these colleges the whole dream with my foundation is that one day we can be good big enough that we can set up a scholarship for these girls so that they can apply uh, um, they get admission in their colleges they can apply for this scholarship once if once they comes under criteria of giving a scholarship mind Singh foundation would love to provide them the fundings for their education so I have this dream that one day is going to realize and if we get support, it could realize before then <laughs> longer that people can do. Beautiful. Okay. Well, I will share it in the show notes and I will share your social media links too. Okay. And then so people can, well, volunteer and um, become part of your platform and your mission and help you achieve your goals and dreams thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much eliana it was wonderful talking yes and, and for the last question but yeah can you share a quote or something that will encourage the listener i would say that uh, life is not the end unless until you want it to end mm. you are keep shining keep doing 
keep dreaming. This is your life. You are responsible for that. So cherish every moment. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I Thank think you. it um, explains itself. <laughs> especially, especially with our conversation just now. Thank you very much for being on to the show. And I wish mm. you the best of luck. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you for listening. PAVE is growing fast and we couldn't do that without you. If you would like to become involved with PAVE, want to become a sponsor, a guest, want to collaborate, want to book me as a speaker, or are really great with social media, please send an email to aliana at professionalsagainstviolence.com. Thank you for all the love and see you next time.